Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mountains of Magic podcast. I'm your host, Danielle, and this is episode 59, A Day of Resort Hopping in Walt Disney World. Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening in. I am so glad you're here. And if you have a spare moment right now, pause the podcast and please go leave a rating or even better, a review wherever you are listening. I would so appreciate it. And it really makes it easier for other people to find the podcast, to get those Disney tips and tricks that they need. Um, And I would love to read your review on the show if you leave leave one on iTunes for me. All right, so today we are talking about my wonderful day. Um, It's Tuesday when you guys are listening, so this was last Saturday. And this was a first for me because it was my first time in Walt Disney World solo. Now, I wasn't technically solo. I was going to very soon be meeting up with 40 or so other agents from the Fantastical Vacations travel agency that I'm a part of, um, and also rooming with four other great ladies at our home resort for the night. But this was the first time that I've honestly just been down there um, without family, without friends, and really had the opportunity to do whatever it is I wanted. Um, I went into this trip kind of unsure about what I was going to do. I would have loved the opportunity to be in like Magic Kingdom for a day and just kind of frolic around and look at things and do whatever I wanted there. But honestly, when it came down to it, I was flying in and didn't make it to Walt Disney World until about noon. And the cost for a Magic King- Kingdom single day park ticket As much as I wanted to, it just didn't seem like a good logical choice for me to make um, for the bank or, you know, for myself, especially since I'm going to be back down at the end of the month with my family trip anyway. Now, spoiler alert, if you listen to my Universal on the Go episode, you'll actually find out that I did get to get into Magic Kingdom. It was very early, but I did make it in there. So still a great highlight of the trip. But I want to talk about today some things you can do if you do have that day in Disney and you're not, you don't have a park ticket, you either want to save some money or you just want to take advantage of all the other phenomenal things that Walt Disney World has to offer outside of the theme parks. So I'm going to touch on some of those today, kind of share what I did, which is probably a little unconventional and not what the normal traveler would do, but hopefully give you some options um, how you can use that maybe extra day at the beginning of your trip or your rest day. All right, so let's get started. So I flew into Orlando with another agent who lives here around Nashville with me. Um, She is a pass holder, so she was going to the theme parks for the day, but I was just gonna frolic around and go where the wind took me. So we were staying with three other agents, so five of us total at Saratoga Springs. I had never stayed at this resort before and definitely be 
looking on my Instagram, Mountains of Magic Soon, for kind of a little resort tour there. We stayed in a beautiful two-bedroom villa, had all the space in the world we needed. We could have taken a soak in the tub. Um, It was great. There was a full kitchen in there, full-size fridge, microwave, everything that you could need. And Saratoga Springs is right across the water from Disney Springs. So great proximity there. If you're considering staying at Saratoga Springs, one of the things I noticed, it's just, it it feels less busy. It is a really large resort. There are a ton of buildings, so you could have some major walking to do, but it's right there on the golf course. You're right across from Disney Springs, so beautiful view. You can take a boat over there. You can take a walking path over there, but it just feels a little less busy. It's not going to have your same kind of vibe and hustle and bustle that you get with like the All-Stars or Pop Century. It definitely feels a lot more laid back. So we got in there about noon. We went and grabbed something to eat at the food court. And by the time we were done chowing down, our room was ready. So we got to go drop off our bags, kind of get freshened up. And then we both started our solo days. So my friend Alex headed to Magic Kingdom. And I was kind of waiting there at the bus stop. Um just to see what bus was coming. So here's the thing. If you want to resort hop at Walt Disney World, if you want to go to different resorts, you totally can. If you're driving your own car, especially for some of these deluxe resorts, they're going to want you to have a dining reservation, okay? Not just a quick service, let me pick up a hamburger. No, they're going to want to see an actual dining reservation because they don't want to overcrowd the resort, take up all the parking for guests who are actually staying there. However, if you use Disney transportation, you can basically get anywhere you want. So that was my method. I didn't have a car down there, so that's what I needed to rely on. So you're not going to be able to take most Disney transportation resort to resort. However, if you can get yourself to a theme park or Disney Springs for that matter, you can absolutely take transportation from any theme park to the resort of your choice. So I got to the bus stop, Hollywood Studios came up. That was perfect because from Hollywood Studios, I can hop on the Skyliner. So I bust over to Hollywood Studios, got off, hopped right on the Skyliner and headed to that first stop, which is Caribbean Beach Resort. That is your hub for the Skyliner. And I hadn't walked around there in a really, really long time. So I got off. There's a Joffrey stand right by that Skyliner. Hub, I grabbed myself a drink and it was just perfect place to go for a little stroll. So Caribbean Beach Resort is beautiful. It has exactly the vibe that the name gives you, like you are just at the beach. Everything is so pretty, beautifully colored and tropical. Um, There is an awesome pool, great amenities. It definitely has a bit of a bigger food court area. So kind of in between. Sometimes with those deluxe, you have, you know, smaller food court, not as much hustle and bustle, whereas with the values, it's giant. Caribbean Beach is a moderate resort. Um, So you're kind of in the middle. Another pro of Caribbean Beach is it is a resort that is known for sleeping five. A lot of your values, you may not have that option if you don't have a family suite, but if you have a family of five, Caribbean Beach is a great affordable option. And you're right there on the Skyliner so you can quickly get to Hollywood Studios or Epcot. All right, 
Another major perk of Caribbean Beach is its sister resort. And I'm going to be doing a podcast probably next month about the Disney sister resorts. And by this, I just mean resorts that are right beside each other where you can stay at one and reap a few benefits and perks of the one right beside it. And this is my favorite sister pairing because Caribbean Beach is right beside the Riviera Resort. So next up, I just continued my walk through Caribbean Beach and there I was right there at the beautiful Riviera. If you have never seen this resort, it is gorgeous. It's different. It's built high so you don't have as wide a footprint. If you're staying there, it's not like Caribbean Beach where you might have some long walks to the lobby. Um, But you could stay at a portion of Caribbean Beach that is closer to Riviera. You could go over there and utilize their quick service. Now, Disney doesn't allow pool hopping or amenity sharing things. So you're not going to go and use their athletic club or their pool at Riviera. But you can totally go over there to their quick service or their bar or definitely get a reservation at the fantastic Topolino's Terrace. Must do. Put that on your Disney bucket list. Um, But Riviera. Riviera is just great. So I walked around there for a bit. I'd never actually been in the quick service to kind of put in my brain where that lives in the resort. Um, So that was awesome. Again, a great sister pairing, staying at one of those, getting to kind of go around and enjoy some of those options at the other. All right. So after our little Skyliner run there of seeing Caribbean Beach and Riviera, I hopped back on the Skyliner and went over to Epcot. Now, here's just a logistical thing you need to know. This was really important for me because I didn't have an Epcot ticket, okay? If you take a bus to Epcot, you are going to be in the front of Epcot. There is not really anything from the front of Epcot resort-wise that you can walk to. Okay, if that was my case and I took a bus to Epcot, I would just go get on a different bus to take me to a resort. However, if you're taking the Skyliner to Epcot, you are dropped off in the back of Epcot near the International Gateway. Okay, back there, you are in very close proximity to five, count them, five different resorts. Okay, so... Taking the Skyliner to Epcot is a really big win, especially for resort hopping, because you're right there. If you don't have an Epcot ticket, you can't get from front to back. I can't get from buses to Skyliner, so that's something really important you want to know. Now, I had honestly never, I've never stayed at any of these next five resorts we're going to talk about. I had been to a few um dining locations in them, but I hadn't like walked through, seen the different amenities, gone to the food courts, gone to the gift shops, got a lay of the land. So I was really excited to do that here. So the five resorts I've visited, we'll start with the Disney owned one, Boardwalk, Beach, and Yacht Club. Okay. So Beach and Yacht Club are going to be your sister resorts. They are literally all meshed together, like in one big property. Um, And the biggest thing that these are known for is their pool area that they share, which is called Stormalong Bay. It is like a mini water park. It's right there kind of in front of the shops and the beaches and cream restaurant where you can get ice cream and burgers and sit down restaurants, you know, that you can get reservations for a nicer meal. 
But I'm going to say if you're going in, I mean, it doesn't have to be the summer months. It's heated and the pool is open. Um, But if you're going in a hot time, which is most of the year in Orlando, and you have the budget for a deluxe resort, Beach or Yacht Club is a fantastic option option. You're getting that kind of nautical feel, which I'll be honest, isn't really my favorite, you know, decor or style. But for the pool and the amenities there and the walk, literally immediate walk right over to Epcot, it is definitely up there on my list to do maybe, you know, next time we do a summer trip. Now across the water from Beach and Yacht Club, you have the Boardwalk Resort, which is on the boardwalk. So this resort is so fun because literally the lower levels right there in front of it, you have your different boardwalk shops. You've got jelly rolls, the piano bar. You've got, you know, quick service locations to grab a bite to eat. And there are more things being built and added to the boardwalk in the future. There's a cake shop coming. Um, So lots of fun at night. There is entertainment and music and it is just such a fun atmosphere. So it was really nice to kind of go through there, see what it looked like inside the resort um, and sort of get, you know, the feel for it, kind of the lay of the land. But if you were planning to spend time in Epcot, either of these beach and yacht or boardwalk are going to be great options for you. And then I walked around my first non-Disney owned property and that is Swan and Dolphin. So Swan and Dolphin and now there's also a Swan Reserve hotel, which I didn't make it over to. These are right here by these Disney owned hotels, guys. These are the closest non Disney owned hotels to a theme park that you were going to get. And so if you're a Marriott member, um, even if you're not, these can be a great way to get a little more space for your dollar and maybe save a few bucks, but you're still getting a lot of Disney perks at these hotels. So obviously, if you're going to Epcot, absolutely walking distance. I mean, same walking distance just about as the Disney-owned hotels. And then they will offer busing to the other resorts. You can hop on the Skyliner right over there to get yourself to Hollywood Studios. So it's really just Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom that you're worried about from there. But these are gorgeous resorts. Great, great amenities just like you'd find at these Disney Deluxe Resorts. You've got dining, quick service locations, shops inside, spas, all those things that you want to really pamper yourself on vacation. Um, And again, just gorgeous, gorgeous properties. So I was really glad that I got to kind of walk through those, really see what they're like and get a lay of the land as well. So Boardwalk was actually the last hotel that I went to in that little group of five. So I went to the front of Boardwalk and grabbed a bus to the Magic Kingdom. One thing to note, the busing at the deluxe resorts um, can sometimes be a little slower. It really wasn't for me. But here's the thing, they just don't have the sheer volume of people needing to get back and forth as they do at like the all-star resorts. So if you're staying at a value resort, you may see busing coming a lot quicker. Those bus stops are going to be much, much bigger. If you're at a deluxe resort like Boardwalk, there's just going to be fewer people. You may have to wait a little bit longer for buses to come just because they're not running, you know, two, three, 
four on a route. It may only be one or two. All right, so we got to Magic Kingdom, and my goal here, since I wasn't going into the parks, was just to take a little peek. You know, I saw the train station, but I also wanted to take a little peek at Epcot. So here's the thing. From Magic Kingdom, you can ride a monorail over to Epcot. Technically, from Magic Kingdom, you're going to go to the Transportation and Ticket Center, which is across the water. It's where people who park have to go. And then you're going to get on a different monorail to go to Epcot. It's about an 8-10 minute ride. But the nice thing about the Epcot monorail is it actually, the track goes into Epcot and you get a little, I mean, kind of right through the center. It does a little loop. Um, You can look over, you can see World Showcase. I wanted a little peek at all the construction and to see some of the Moana stuff that was being built, to be honest. Uh, So that was my whole reason for riding over there. I didn't have a ticket to Epcot. I just wanted a little behind the scenes sneak peek. And when you're up there on the monorail track, you can see right over all the construction walls and see what's going on. Um, so did that and immediately hopped right back on that monorail, um, or actually stayed on that monorail and came back to Magic Kingdom. All right, now at this point, I was getting a little hungry, wanted a snack, and I was using my My Disney Experience app to kind of look at mobile ordering something on the monorail loop. So that would either be from the Grand Floridian, the Polynesian, or the Contemporary, looking at their quick service location. So I could have gotten very easily to any of those three resorts, but nothing really looked great. So I decided just to head back to Saratoga Springs at this point. From Magic Kingdom, I just walked over to the buses and I was waiting for my Saratoga Springs bus to come. Well, I'm I'm impatient. All right, I probably wasn't there eight minutes, but right beside my bus stop was the bus stop for French Quarter. And French Quarter, Port Orleans Riverside, and Port Orleans French Quarter. That's another sister pair where they're right beside each other. You can definitely check out both if you're staying at one or the other. And I stayed at Port Orleans Riverside last year, but I never made it over to French Quarter. And there was that bus. And if you don't know, French Quarter is very well known for its beignets. So the bus was there. I hopped on it. It immediately left and took me and only two other passengers to French Quarter. So got off there, walked around, ate some beignets. They were delicious. But for me, what really makes it is the dipping sauces. So get yourself a couple. Um, And the nice thing is the French Quarter has boat service to Disney Springs. So I was able to just hop on a boat, take that boat service to Disney Springs, um, and then... I don't remember how I got back. I might have walked back from Disney Springs to Saratoga because they're right there. Or I might have just taken another boat to Saratoga. Again, I I don't remember. Um, But that was a really nice, peaceful boat ride on the Sasagula. So you can boat to Disney Springs from Port Orleans Riverside, Port Orleans French Quarter, Saratoga Springs. Saratoga Springs also has like treehouse villas. There's a separate um, boat stop for those. And then I made my way back. So if you were counting, I... I was really proud of myself because I took all four modes of Disney transportation. We bussed, we skylined, we 
boated and we monorailed. So for me, that is just a wonderful, fantastic, perfect day. And I made it to a total of nine resorts, if you count Saratoga, where I was staying. So that's a really big rundown of my crazy day. Is that what a normal person would do? No, no, it was not. But I really wanted to acclimate myself with some of these other resorts. So let me leave you with what, you know, a sane person might do with their Disney day. You can, if you're staying at a Disney resort, absolutely stay there and hang out. Hang at the pool. There's probably a pool bar. There's definitely a quick service restaurant. If you're staying moderate or deluxe level, there's going to be a table service restaurant where you can sit down. Depending on what resort you're at, you might need a reservation or you may be able just to do a walk-up wait list um, if you're kind of at an off time. You can spend a whole day at any Disney resort, all right? There are pool activities for the kiddos. There's normally some kind of arts and crafts thing. There's a movie under the stars. So I definitely could have just stayed put at Saratoga and had a great, great time. Another thing that I suggest to my clients on an off day, head over to Disney Springs. That can totally be just about a full day in itself. If you're staying on property, you can bus or boat right over there. There's shopping, there's dining, there's live music, entertainment. Um, Some days of the week they have things for the kids to do and little kids club activities. But definitely make sure you head over there and check it out at least once during your trip if you have that downtime. And then last thing I'd say on an off day is visit these other resorts. My favorite time to resort hop, to be honest, is Christmas because you can see different decorations. Um, Any time of year, these other resorts have great things to offer. Whether you have a dining reservation, you know, to have a special character meal somewhere, or if you just want to look around the resort, walk the grounds, and grab a snack at quick service. You absolutely can. But just to reiterate what I shared before, if you're driving a car to a resort, you're really going to need a reservation. And now they're even getting a little pickier. When I was trying to order quick service food, like order a burger from basically Disney's fast food in the resorts, it was giving me a message on the app saying, this is only available for guests staying at the resort. Okay, so you probably can't pull up to the guard at Wilderness Lodge and say, oh, I'm just waiting on my grilled cheese. You need a legit dining reservation at one of the resorts there. However, if you are taking Disney transportation and you know how to work the system, meaning go to a theme park and then disperse wherever you need to go, you can probably get into just about any resort um, and enjoy it. Again, you're not enjoying the amenities. You're not swimming in the pool. You're not going to the health club, but you can definitely eat the food and take in the atmosphere. All right. So hopefully from my crazy running around to Disney resorts, you got some ideas, maybe some places that you want to go visit, look around, some different things to do on your downtime, or you just found out some ways to get around from resort to resort if you want to do a little hopping on your next trip. 
But I thank you all so very much for listening. If you want to plan your own trip, whether it is for the holidays of 2023, a great summer getaway, or to be honest, even if you're a last minute Lucy and you want to go somewhere on spring break, there is still some availability out there. And I would love to talk Disney with you, help you plan, send you a quote at absolutely no cost to you to plan that magical vacation. So find me on Instagram at Mountains of magic on facebook at fantastical vacations by danielle or you can email me at danielle robbins at fantastical vacations.com don't worry if you didn't get that it's all in the description and show notes below wherever you're listening but thank you all so much for being here and hope you have a magical day bye bye